What's up, everybody, and welcome to episode 1138 of Ask Pat 2.0. You're about to listen to a coaching call between myself and an entrepreneur, just like you. However, this entrepreneur maybe is not like you because this kid, this, he's a kid, he's, he's very young, <laughs> but that shouldn't stop him from succeeding. And in fact, this is what we initially start talking about today, the idea that his young age may be a disadvantage for him, especially on YouTube, and talking about a topic that is on the surface very saturated, the idea of camera and cinematography and videography on YouTube. This is a big, big audience and a big, big amount of competition on YouTube. So how do we go about uh, breaking through that? And how do we, in fact, break through the idea that, well, maybe he's a little bit too young to do this? Is he too young to do this? Well, make sure to listen, to listen in, especially if you've brought your young ones along to listen to this episode too, because some big lessons in here. Plus, we dive into a lot of strategies on YouTube specifically. Noah's been doing amazing work. And in fact, he and I have connected in a number of ways, but he is a viewer of the income stream in the mornings on YouTube, which is my morning show. And I've uh, reviewed his channel once before, and he's already making progress and already, already making some great strides with some of the work that he's put in already since I've taught him a few things. And can't wait to see where he goes from here. So make sure to listen in. We got Noah from Anything Cameras on YouTube. If you go to YouTube and look up Anything Cameras, you'll find him and his partner doing some really cool videos to help you with your videography. And he's just a kid and he's awesome. So here he is. Here's Noah. Noah, welcome to Ask Pat 2.0. Thanks for coming on the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm stoked because you and I already sort of know each other through my morning show on YouTube. I see mm -hmm. you and your avatar in the comments, and you've been there every once in a while. And we've also done a uh, review for your YouTube channel live on the income stream as well. And I'm stoked that you're here because I can dive a little bit deeper now and speak to you in person. Before we get into your business and what you do online and such, uh, why don't you take a moment to introduce yourself to the audience and tell us a little bit about what you do? Yeah, so I'm Noah. I run and am a co-host on a YouTube channel called Anything Cameras, where we are all about helping you uh, improve your filming and photography. And I've been doing this for about two years on this channel. But back in May, when Pat reviewed my channel, I saw within three months, 100% plus growth, which has been absolutely amazing. Bro, you're... you're, uh, you're you're you giving me a, a big smile here right at the start. Thank you for that. Uh, uh, not required, but I appreciate you s sharing that, you know, the results are there for you, which is great. And Anything Cameras is a wonderful channel. I recommend you all check it out and subscribe. May I ask you, how old are you? I'm 16 years old. 16 years old? 16! You're a young kid and you're already on YouTube and you're crushing it and you're, you have a focus. That's so awesome. Just that's inspirational. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share the channel with my son. Um, I love seeing young kids doing some great work. I only wish I started sooner. So congrats to you for getting started. What's been the hardest part about all of this so far, especially as like a teenager? The hardest part? I don't know, maybe, maybe a mix of finding the time and reaching mm -hmm. the audience I've wanted to reach to educate them. Because, and this is actually one thing I want to ask you about, since I am younger, um, and my co-host is a similar age to me, uh, it's felt hard to create the authority needed so that people actually realize we have the information we have and that we can educate them even though we are young. 
That's a great question. You know, it's almost like a, I don't know if you know who this person, he's a fictional character, Doogie Hauser. He was a doctor. No, I'm not familiar. He was like, he was, he was a doc. It was like a TV series, but he was a doctor, mm-hmm. but he, he was like 18. But like nobody wow. took him seriously because he was so young, even mm-hmm. though he had all the knowledge. And so that was a constant battle for him. And it became the central sort of like plot line of, of the show. But this is real life here, right? And so right. I can imagine somebody who is looking for advice on a camera or they stumble upon your videos because you've optimized them for SEO, like you know now to do. Mm-hmm. And they go, well, who's this, who's this young kid? I think that what is going to be really important is to early on in your videos counter that, right? Whenever I hear a, an objection, right, I always look for, so in my business, I look for objections all the time. If somebody doesn't want to start a podcast, they might say to themselves, oh, well, I'm scared of the technology, right? And then, of course, then they're gone. For you, the objection might be, oh, this person's too young. Why would, like, this, how is this going to be helpful? So you need to come up with, like, a rebuttal right away, but without having to address it. You don't have to start every video by saying, hey, I'm 16, but trust me, I know a lot of knowledge. Just show it to them. Share it with them. Get, get to the quick win sooner in your videos and in your content so that people go, wow, that was really helpful. Oh, my gosh, you're only 16? Like, wow, I have to subscribe now because this kid's going places, right? That's the sort of path that we want to take people on versus having a little bit of an introduction and then they see you and then they're making up this story in their mind like, okay, young kid, yeah, okay, he's probably just kind of messing around on YouTube when I know because I've seen your videos that you've got some killer stuff. So let's like blow them away earlier on in the videos and try that for a while. And how, how, how are, are you thinking about that? Does that make sense? Yeah, it definitely makes sense. And I've been trying to implement that And I've definitely seen some results. I've actually had a few people comment, um, including some of the people who came from the income stream when you reviewed my channel, that I'm doing a great job and that I'm going places, which has been super encouraging and inspirational. How patient are you? I would say I'm pretty patient. Like I waited it over a year and a half doing this channel consistently with only 50 subscribers. So good. And the reason I ask is because it takes some patience and a lot of Mm -hmm. us adults don't have that. That's another advantage that you have over us adults is you have time and you have Mm -hmm. room to experiment. You have less risk than somebody like myself who has a family who can't do a bolder video or can't start a new channel or try something. So you have that on your side and make sure to use Mm -hmm. that as as you can. But it's going to take some time. I don't know if you've heard of, I'm sure you have, MKBHD, Marques Brownlee. His first... 100 videos were for his first 100 subscribers. Mr. Beast, Mm -hmm. very similar story now with 35 million subscribers on YouTube. And it's just, it's going to take some time for that tipping point to happen, but you're doing all the right things. I think the biggest thing that you could do to fast forward to that point would be to, as you're creating videos, as you are sort of developing these skills and number one, continue to hone in on your YouTube algorithm skills, right? This is where Mr. Beast excels, is he really focuses on the analytics and how to get really good thumbnails. Like he's just constantly learning. And it's interesting because he's like the king of it now, mm-hmm. yet he's still continuing to learn. He's going to events. I've seen him. He's asking questions. He's learning. He's always trying to improve. I mm-hmm. once saw Tiger Woods, who's a very famous um, golfer, take swing lessons. And I'm like, you're the number one at the time. He was the number one golfer in the world, yet he was still getting swing coaching. Like that's the that's the approach that uh, a professional takes, right? And although you're a kid, you could still reach that level. And then you know the people. The other thing that I would say is for the people who are following you and subscribing now, 
try to cultivate that community as much as possible. Get to know who those people are, whether they join your email list and you connect with them from there, or even just simply on the community tab on YouTube, the ability for them to get to know you, Noah, and your co-host as well, and to really enjoy your guys' personality, that will keep them, number one, sticking around longer, but number two, allow them to feel more comfortable sharing and and actually want to even feel like they're supporting you, right? Like as you are coming up, as you get to, you know, a thousand subscribers or more, they're going to celebrate with you because they've come along the journey with you as well. Um, all whilst you have been providing a lot of value for them at the same time too. So the community aspect is going to be, I think, key too. And that's the future of marketing to me. It's the it's a smaller, tight communities. Marketing has changed and businesses have changed. And right now there's this trend toward really making a connection with the people who are there right now and having the ability to grow from the inside, not always so focused on trying to pay for ads and SEO and all this stuff, which is of course important, but having your audience grow from the inside of the audience is better because now you have people coming in who are new, but they're not totally new. They're warm because somebody else who was inside brought them in on the ride. I mean, that's how I've gotten to know some of these bigger YouTubers is another person told me about them, right? And big or small. In fact, there's some smaller YouTubers in the garden space now because I've, man, I'm feeling really old. I'm interviewing a 16-year-old. I'm talking about gardening and I'm, I'm, I'm about gardening now. Never thought that would be the case, but I'm asking around and people are suggesting their favorite gardening YouTube channels. And some of them have, you know, two, five, 7,000 subs. Even though there are ones that are hundreds of thousands of subs, you're in a very competitive space. Mm-hmm. The reason why these people are offering these smaller channels to me is because they have a relationship with them or they feel like they have a relationship with them because they're really in tune with their audience and the community that they're building. Yeah. And one of the advantages of being a small creator is that um, while I can't be like personally involved with, that sounds a bit weird. Well, I can't have a <laughs> personal relationship with 112 people. It's much easier to reach those people and talk to them. Unfortunately, I, I don't have access to the community tab on YouTube until I have some higher number of subscribers. But oh, there's always okay. to do that, like comments. Yes, comments for sure. You're, you're absolutely right. You know, there's going to be some things that you'll have to unlock over time that will allow you to do that mm-hmm. even further. But within the constraints of what you have access to, definitely focusing on those things uh, would be great. What was your most successful video so far? Do you, do you know which one that is? My most successful video is my review of a camera lens, the Samyang 85mm f1.4, and that has around 1,200 views, I think, and it's generated me uh, lots of subscribers. There's another one up there right with it that I posted right around the same time, and that was just after you gave me tips uh, on my channel and reviewed it. So what do you feel in those videos are working really well? That's what I've been trying to figure out. I can't find the pattern between those two videos to apply to the rest of my videos. I've been working really hard on thumbnails and SEO, but I have yet to really hone in on what the what sets those other two videos apart. YouTube is weird like that. that that's another thing that hopefully you can already know and understand is that YouTube is a weird thing. Like sometimes I spend days on a video, highly produced it. It's like, I'm feeling like going to be the best video in the world. I put it out there and it's crickets, right? Mm-hmm. And then I'll just like throw up a random video just because I have something to say and it just explodes. And I'm just like, yeah, oh my gosh, like what is going on here? And then I try that again and then it flip flops and I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. I don't even know what to do. 
what's going to happen is you're going to need to just create more videos, right? And as you are able to start to try to see if there are any patterns, it's hard to find a pattern with just two sort of right. touch points, right? So I think over time, you'll be able to see and just try to develop that style and try to continue to refine. I would say that another thing is in every video, try to improve one thing. I do this when I get on stages or when I get on, on the microphone for a podcast or even in the live stream in the mornings. I think of one thing that I want to do a little bit better. Um, it might be storytelling. It might be the thumbnail. It might be the description. It might be whatever. Um, and then you can see what works and what doesn't and, and you can sort of change and adjust over time. But the reviews, I think, are going to be really great for you because that's something that, especially um, as a young person, you probably have a lot of interesting insight and things to share. And that's mm -hmm. perhaps part of the reason why those other ones have done pretty well. But what, what else is a struggle for you or what else is a big challenge for you on your channel and just in your business in general? Well, I don't know if I really have any other specific struggles, but I do have a couple of questions. We're getting ready to release a paid online course about improving YouTube production quality. And along the same lines, but maybe a bit more specific, I guess concerned would be a good word for the context. We're kind of concerned about whether or not we will be able to, if this course will actually be effective for us because of our young age and while I may be able to attract some traction in a free place like YouTube, we're not sure if we can do that the same way when people will have to pay for the information, which is the same information we offer on our YouTube channel, if I'm being perfectly honest. But as you've said, people will pay for the convenience and the format. They will. They'll pay for convenience, format. They'll pay for just the investment into wanting to have a specific outcome. They will pay for access as well to you and each other. So there, there, there's a lot of things and this will be a nice experiment. I think sales or no sales, it's still a win in my opinion because mm -hmm. you're putting it out there, you're trying. I think a big objection, and this is something I think everybody should do, is when we come out with something, what is the objection going to be? Trying to predict that or even getting information from people early, giving early access or showing it to people early to, to understand what's going through their minds that's going to help you so much because then you can address those things on a sales page or in a video or what okay. have you. So an objection might be, hey, you know, you guys look young. I would just that, uh, hit that straight up. Just go, hey, mm -hmm. uh, you might think that we're young and guess what? It's, it's because we are. But because we're young, we have a lot more time to dive into a lot of these things that other people do not. Plus, we're able to see things in different kinds of ways. Here are some examples of our YouTube videos where we feel that being young has actually been advantageous. And this is the kind of style that you're going to get in the course as well, for example. That, that's just, you know, if you have to come up with a rebuttal or else they're going to make that up in their own mind and then leave, right? So you can counter it. And if you counter it really well, it could work out in your favor for sure. Another thing that I imagine people are going to say is, hey, this looks and feels great, but looking at your YouTube channel, you only have 112 subscribers. Mm -hmm. Does this actually work or not? Right? So we're going to have to kind of come up with a rebuttal for that one. The one way that I love to, to counter that is to show an example of how you've helped somebody else. So I don't know if you've done this yet, mm -hmm. but if you can take one or two people under your wing to just kind of learn from you in this course or take the mm -hmm. same knowledge, in the same sequence and go through it and, and get some results, then you can go, yeah, that might be the case, but here's a channel who started here. We work with them on their production. You can see the before and after and look at the comments that their, their, their audience is making. Look at how much bigger or faster their growth has become because of their production. We're not here to grow our channel. I'm here to help you 
get better production for your videos so you can grow yours. And they can't counter that because you've helped somebody, right? If you don't address that, it's just going to be perhaps a story that they're telling themselves to get out of that, if that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. And I was definitely going to offer the course for free to some people to start getting testimonials. And I was going to show our uh, progression of what our videos used to look like and what they look like now just to prove we've learned a lot. But actually, specifically targeting a couple of channels to collect the the results and information from them about how this course helped them, that is something I had not thought of. And I will definitely try to do because that definitely be really helpful. And it's going to help you and your 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 partner with just unlocking your confidence as well. Mm-hmm. Because I would imagine that if you hadn't yet gone or had anybody go through this, and this happens all the time, it happens with me as well, is like, oh, I hope this works. Let me just put it out there. Okay, guys, please buy this. Uh, I hope it works. And it's just like, you're going to give off that right. vibe of just like, well, if you're not confident in it, how is your customer going to feel confident? Versus, hey, we've ran some tests. We've already sent some people through this. Here are their testimonials. Here is the before and after. We know this will help you get it. Like you, you just the tone, even in the videos and in the messaging and on the sales page, just body language, even just kind of changes when you know that you have something that can help because now it's your Mm -hmm. obligation. When you have something that you know can help people, it's actually kind of your responsibility to share it and sell it, right? Like if you had the cure for cancer, are you going to be like, well, I don't know if like you will like this or not. It's like, no, you know, (laughs) you're helping people solve this problem. And so you're going to go and and, and go out there and help people because that's ultimately what Mm -hmm. you're going to be doing. So I liked your comment about your own channel's progression and the kinds of things that you've learned over time as well. I think that's that's really smart because it, you're right. It is a production-based transformation, not necessarily mm-hmm. a subscription-based. The subscription-based transformation can also be sort of a, a byproduct or, or, or a bonus sort of thing that can happen too. So cool. Yeah, what else? Well, let's see. One question I had is, I'm definitely going to post the course on Teachable. That's That's without a shadow of a doubt. However, um, I was debating whether I should also post it on places like Skillshare, Udemy, and Teachler just so we reach um, more of an audience because they have their they have more developed algorithms and ways to discover the courses on their site. This is a great question. There are advantages to being on marketplaces like that, Udemy, Skillshare, etc. However, I often recommend that we try to own as much of our product as possible. And what happens is when you post there, although there are algorithms and you can get in front of larger audiences, like I've seen, this is an extreme stream case, but I saw one of my friends who had a course on Udemy who woke up one day and he had, uh, he had I think, 1,500 new students. And he was like, whoa, blown away. Like, let me check how much money I made. And when he checked, he made $0 because Udemy just decided to offer that course for free as part of a promo, didn't even message him about it. and so. That's kind of where I'm like, now you're just kind of using my knowledge to grow your 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 platform and offer value to your people without really giving me anything in return. And yes, now you have more students, but like you can't do anything with them. You don't even have email access to everybody, as far as my understanding, to your students in that case. You can just communicate through the platform and that's it. So what if you wanted to bring them somewhere else? What if you wanted to offer one-on-one coaching on top of that? It's gonna be a, a little bit more difficult to do both. I would worry about doing both as well because let's say Skillshare or whoever does one of those promos, well then everybody who purchases on Teachable might see that and they might go, oh, uh, well, you're offering this for free here. Can you just give me it for free here? And that that might right. be a weird, a weird situation too. Um, 
it's worth experimenting with if you wanted to create maybe a second level or maybe a lower tier course. Maybe there's a specific course on a particular camera that you could experiment with, right? Like uh, if you consider this course that you're creating, which sounds like a big pillar course of yours, maybe that's on Teachable. You have more control there. You could charge a lot more, play around with the pricing a little bit more. But then you have sort of a specific camera-based tutorial that's on Skillshare and Udemy. And that's how you're bringing people in, whether that course is even free or maybe even just a lower price, $9, $27, whatever. That brings people into your ecosystem. They get to learn from you. They're learning one very small specific thing and they they maybe will want to go deeper with you and find your YouTube channel from there and then ultimately get access to everything else that you might have. That, that's how I would personally approach it. That's my opinion based on my experience. There are obviously people who are crushing it on those platforms too. So it's going to be really up to you and your partner to decide. But I just wanted to share uh, my perspective. Any any thoughts or um, reactions to that? Yeah, in terms of the Udemy thing and them running promos and basically giving your course away for free, that was actually something I was aware of. And that's something you can opt out of depending on how you decide to sell your course oh, on that platform. That's cool. Um, yeah. But then, of course, you have the downside of when they run those promos your course just isn't competitive because all these other courses are just su- such a better value. But I like your point about the downsides of running it on both platforms despite that. And that's something I hadn't thought of. I was definitely going to produce a uh, lower price or free course so that people can be introduced to us in this format uh, without having to pay. Yeah, that's awesome. I think that's great. Fantastic. It sounds like you have a great game plan and you're continuing to move forward, which is good. And again, when you sell this, even if it doesn't make sales, it's still there for the future when your channel grows to a thousand and more. It's something that you can reiterate on and learn from in terms of what it's like to actually sell something. You can get it out of the way of like, you got to be a disaster before you become the master. You've probably heard me say that before. Definitely. Obviously setting yourself up for success as much as possible, but taking all the failures in stride and falling forward, at least you're still making progress and moving forward. So anything else? We've talked about quite a bit, in in fact, in this 20 minutes. Yeah, we've gone through a whole lot. Hopefully this is a bit of a quicker question since we're running out of time here. But I wondered if you have any tips on finding people on YouTube to collaborate with. Obviously, it would be a virtual collaboration. But I've searched pretty extensively for creators in my niche around my audience size, but haven't really found any who have responded to my requests or uh, seem like a reachable person. Sure. Well, on that last part, like just because a person doesn't seem reachable doesn't mean that they're not going to, you know, uh, respond. Um, And number two, if people don't respond, it's not a no right now. Uh, or it's not a no forever. It's just a no right now. And there's many different reasons why a person might not have responded. I think that if you've, in fact, reached out to people before, following up is actually really key. The fortune is often in the follow-up because that's how they might know that you're actually serious about this or it's a real person or that, you know, maybe they missed it or something. So that, that that's right. sort of number, number two. In terms of who you're reaching out to, I was actually, in fact, going to suggest finding other creators at the level that you're at because mm-hmm. those people are probably looking for the same thing. However, they may still not even know how to do that or, or what or be, you know, a little afraid. A lot of people online don't like collabing because... The whole purpose of getting online for them was to not be with people or talk to people, which is kind of sad because you kind of need those soft skills and and, and, and that to, to, to progress. So you're doing the right thing. I think that what you might be able to do is use your video platform to 
highlight some of these people that you would love to potentially work with at, at one point. It could be really high level or they can be even other creators that are sort of at the same level. And maybe it's a video that's like top 10 other camera people that you should follow on YouTube, right? And then now you're even offering them value up front and you've highlighted them in your video, your audience is not going to go, okay, that's cool. I'm going to unsubscribe for you now, anything cameras, and I'm going to go over here and now subscribe. Right. They don't do that often. Mm -hmm. So it's not like you're taking people away by sharing and offering other channels. Maybe there's specific videos that you want to call out and maybe you have a different take or you want to expand on that and you can highlight them and feature those other channels. You know, you put their little name in the bottom left-hand corner to give them some love. And then that becomes an amazing starting point for a conversation, right? Hey, Joey, my, my audience love that video that I did where I talked about you and your channel. Like we should totally do something together. And the fact that you've already done something will make it more likely that this person will want to do something back for you. And that is a strategy that I've used for over a decade now. That's always worked. And it always comes from a surf first perspective, as you've heard me say before. So I don't know, that, 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 could, that could work out. And you have the platform to be able to actually, and you have over 100 subs. That's, 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 it's small, but it's not. I mean, 100 people in a room, that's value when you're sharing another person's brand in front of the, uh, that audience that you've cultivated so far. So um, I think that would be a, an interesting and fun strategy and a way to mix up perhaps some of your videos that uh, and you know change them around a little bit every once in a while. Yeah, something like that would be really interesting to do and hopefully would uh, give me more opportunity to collaborate. It might be interesting to perhaps do a roundup post where you are maybe even trying to... Um, Ah, oh, man, how would I do it? it? It would be like pointing out all the cameras that all these, so like the cameramen for big celebrities, like who films Mr. Beast or who films like these other, these big vloggers in these spaces who have millions of followers. Like it might be interesting for you to do just sort of a review of the video cameras that they're using and why they're so effective or even recommendations. Maybe, yeah, I know here's another way that I've seen a lot of people get noticed, especially by larger players, is they will actually offer help publicly, like on their YouTube channel. Like, hey, I noticed that so-and-so who has millions of subscribers did this video the other day. It was more like a vlog. I and, and I noticed there were a few things that they could improve on. And I just want, you know, I love this person. I love their vlog, but I wanted to share some of my own experience and have them improve this. And actually, let me edit some of their stuff for them and show you how the difference is. And they might catch wind of that. And it also positions you as an authority because you're helping somebody who's already very successful and it showcases your skills and it can perhaps capture their attention. I've seen some people, for example, who um, are graphic artists, they will design the Twitch, they, they'll redesign somebody's Twitch channel, right? Like without even asking, they'll just like design it on their own. And whether that person uses it or not, it always starts a fun uh -huh. conversation. So that's another idea. Yeah, that format of video is something I've seen quite often, but it's never something that occurred to me that I could do in my niche. So that's really eye-opening and would be a very fun series to produce. That'd be totally fun. It might be a recurring series, in fact, that might be really popular. And then once you once YouTube catches wind to one of these things that you experiment with and, and they love it, like just do more of that. Like feed the fire. Yeah. Right? So that's exciting. No, I'm, I'm stoked that we had this conversation today. Uh, I know you as an action taker and I'm stoked to see you at 17, like 10 times bigger than you are now and 18, a thousand times bigger than that. Like, I think it's going to happen. Just keep going. And hopefully this conversation was helpful for you today. It was definitely helpful. Really, really awesome. Thank you so much again. You're welcome. Where can people go and find you to learn and dive into your stuff? 
youtube.com slash anything cameras is pretty much the only place we are right now. Um, but I'm working on a website and an online course. So yeah, youtube.com slash anything cameras. All right, everybody go there. Thanks, Noah. Appreciate you and good luck. We'll talk soon. Thank you so much. Bye. All right. I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Noah. Isn't he great? It just makes me go, man, I wish I was this focused when I was Noah's age. This is the age that he can take risks. This is the age that he can try and experiment and do different things. And he's approaching 100 videos on YouTube already. If you wanna check him out and subscribe to his channel to look up more information about everything from lighting to camera work and all the, all the above, just go to YouTube and look up anything cameras and you'll find his channel there. If you'd like to get coached just like Noah did today here on AskPat. All you have to do is go to askpat.com and you can fill out the application there and you can also look up the archive of other episodes that may be of use to you as well. Thanks so much. I appreciate you. And if you haven't yet checked out my morning show, it is on YouTube. Just make sure you subscribe patflynn.com slash YouTube and you'll go there and you'll see my morning show queued up every single morning to help you as you progress in your business too. And Noah was one of those viewers who I've helped and now he's here on the show. So I recommend you check it out too. Again, patflynn.com slash YouTube. And uh, thanks so much. And please subscribe to this podcast if you haven't already either. Thanks so much. Take care. And as always, Team Flynn for the win. Peace. Hey there, thank you for listening to Ask Pat 2.0. Now, you might have noticed that we haven't published a new episode in a while. And that is because in 2023, after 1,269 episodes, we decided to sunset the show. For now, at least. And this way, we can focus our energy and efforts on our other podcasts and other projects. That being said, all 1,269 episodes are still live and downloadable, and the published dates may be old, but there are still a ton of questions I've answered on the show and people I've coached. Those episodes are just as valuable as they were back then. So you can also visit smartpassiveincome.com slash askpat to dig through the archives. Plus, there's a search tool on the website that lets you search across our podcasts and blog. And of course, the Smart Passive Income podcast is still live and energetic and awesome and publishing twice a week. So make sure you're subscribed there so we can still continue this conversation. And we have some of the foremost experts and thought leaders in entrepreneurship on the show every single week. So you definitely don't want to miss it. Again, check it out. It's the Smart Passive Income podcast. Just find it wherever you're listening to this podcast. You can find it there as well. Thank you again for listening in and I'll catch you in the next one. Cheers.